Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Hello from my 100-year-old bungalow in the heart of San Diego. I'm near downtown, near the zoo, the gas lab district, the beaches. So if you're ever in San Diego, South Park neighborhood is the coolest ever, and I'd love to have you connect and maybe hang out. I also want you to know that I am thinking of you and sending love and a great big virtual hug. This episode is about self-motivation how to wake up every day and keep moving forward towards our goals, both big and small, under all situations. Before I get started, I want to let you know about two special things I'm offering. One, I'm doing a staycation special for my online course, the Profitable Photographer Sales Academy. It's right now half price through the end of May, And so it's just $3.97, and it also includes a one-on-one coaching session to help you set your goals, your pricing, and determine your specialty. Now that is $3.97 of its own, so you're actually getting the course free if you look at it that way. So if you just go to lucydumascoaching.com, click on the classes tab, you'll get more information, and you'll see how to sign up. Number two, I'm starting a 90-day small mastermind group called Your Highest Profit Year, and it's to help us hit the ground running when things open up and also be taking effective action now and also getting support uh, for whatever is coming up for us. And uh, this will be an introductory course to my longer mastermind group. You can contact me at lucy at lucy.com for more information and to sign up. And that is going to be at a very, very affordable price. So be sure to connect on that. So here we go with my episode. I probably need to hear what I have to say today as much as anyone because I'm finding this roller coaster ride to be very interesting and frustrating and a little bit enjoyable because having time to do nothing (laughs) but watch some Netflix and kind of choose what I feel like doing a day at a time. But there's a little bit of pleasure in that unstructured time. And there's also big challenges. Somebody like me, I kind of have a mean boss sometimes, (laughs) which is myself. And Uh, This unstructured time and lack of routine is making it like the voices in my head that are like, you should do this, you should do that. They're often quite loud right now. So one of my goals is to be able to talk to my boss, (laughs) which is me, and kind of have a little dialogue with myself on a regular basis so that I am being kind to myself and also not wallowing or sinking in the long-term basis. So just writing out some notes on this has already helped me get some energy flowing in positive directions. Now, the other day when I was feeling like I was completely stuck 
and had zero energy to do anything. And that that happens to me some days when we're not in having a, we'll call it a staycation, that I just have those days when I don't know what to do. I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to lay on the couch. <laughs> and what I came up with is I started listing, what are the main things I have to do today? And so in this circumstance that we happen to be in, April, and I'm assuming May 2020, first of all, I need to keep breathing. Check. (laughs) I need to keep feeding myself and hydrating. I need to stay safe. I need to handle my finances. And then I just kept making a list of, if this is all I did today, even just breathing in and out, feeding myself, that's okay for today. And then everything else is a bonus. That day shifted and you know, I gave myself permission to not do until I processed through whatever was going on with me. So anyway, this isn't a Lucy therapy session, but I just wanted you, in case you felt like that at all, ever in your life, not just right now, you know, maybe knowing other people go through that, people who've managed to make a living for 38 years doing what she loves, that might give you support. I know some of the coaching groups I'm in hearing other people say, I just, I feel energy drain and kind of stuck right now. It actually made me feel more energized to know that this is probably natural part of any kind of life change, even positive changes, moving to a new house, getting married, falling in love, having a baby, travel, all the good stuff throws off our rhythm. So the other thing as I'm in in this quiet time is I'm kind of astounded that I've managed to get up every day and build and sustain a business. And I kind of been like, how have I done that? So here's some things that uh, have been coming up for you. First of all, it's very important to me to know that sometimes it's not time to do whatever it is I have in mind. And so I call it divine timing, getting in the flow. There's times when I think, oh, I'm going to, I don't know, call a bunch of people and ask to be on their podcast because I do love to be interviewed. It's really nice sometimes to sit back and and let someone else drive. There may be, whether it's my own situation or something I'm sensing, something that's going on, that it's not actually the day or the week or the month to do something. So keeping that in mind, sometimes we can't push, 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 push. One of my teachers, Esther Hicks, talks about the importance of taking what she calls downstream action. So when you're doing upstream What is that like? You're struggling with the current. You're trying to push yourself. You're using all your strength. If you get in flow and do those things that seem easy and where there's energy for it, downstream gives us that little extra push and it's not fighting us. So I really love that. And I'm glad to remind myself of that right now is go with the downstream. And what she says is if you make a list, and this worked really well when I was deciding to lose some weight, you make a list of the hardest things to the easiest of whatever it is that you want to do, and then do the simple thing. 
One example, I decided that the apartment above my garage, which I had used as a studio for children for years and years and years, was best used now as a vacation rental. But I I was stuck with that thought for, I'll, I'll admit it, a couple of years. And then I hired a coach in general to try to kind of relook at my whole life and reinvent chapter three. And she asked me the question, what's the one thing that you could do and that you need to know before you can do anything? And the one thing was I needed to find out if the gas could be turned on again. When I turned it into a studio 20 plus years ago, I had them turn the gas off and they, unbeknownst to me, also took out the meter So I wasn't able to get that going at any point. So I researched that, discovered it could be quite expensive in the six, seven, eight thousand dollar range or more. Then I got the idea, okay, I could go electric. Then I thought, oh, how about solar panels on the roof? And before I knew it, I was in flow. I was researching solar panels and electric Uh, water heaters and everything I needed. And then it just flowed. And within six weeks of taking that first action of having a plumber go over to my home and check out the gas line, I had it up and rented. So there's, there's momentum to things. The term, don't just sit there, do something, doing, taking some actions, some small actions, make it easier for the next and the next and the next things to flow. There's a force. I'm rereading The War of Art, and he talks about when we take a step in the direction, there's some kind of force. You know, you might call it the universe, might call it our own self-will or angels, or you can fill in the blanks of whatever you believe. But there's an energy that gets behind our, not only our decisions, but our actions to move forward. So I'd kind of forgotten that. Now, I do want to say that there are times to tell yourself, don't just do something, sit there. That can be because you don't have the the right information yet. You're tired, you're resting, you're transitioning. That divine timing, as I mentioned, is not quite ready. So it is okay. And this is the part of you know, my, when my boss has been a little hard on me, meaning me, it's when I'm not allowing myself to just sit sometimes. You know, when we plant a seed in the ground, it often just sits there for a while before it starts to put out some roots. And also we might be putting down some roots we don't even know. You know, there's a balance between the doing and the not doing. So I guess that maybe is number one was divine timing and the allowing and all that stuff. Number two is get support. I know that I need my coach. I need my groups. I need my photography friends, my coaching friends. I need to talk to my sister. (laughs) I need an accountability partner. I need to reach out and, and I need to support others. I'm in a mastermind group and I'm so surprised. It's, it's a first one where we're really like it's true mastermind group. And I, if you want to know what that is, I can explain that another time. But each person gets in the hot seat. So I guess I'm explaining it now and talks about a challenge. And the rest of the group offers ideas and support. And I've been surprised at how many good ideas I have for other people that I can use myself. So th- 
there's a beauty in supporting others. And also, you know, one-on-one coaching or coaching groups, it helps us get out of our own little swirl of thoughts and get, get some new, if we're talking about the, the going downstream, get some nice new fresh flow going. Number three is to do things where I get educated and motivated. There are certain books I pull up over and over and over again, and even just read a page that can get me going. New books give me fresh perspective, taking classes. And right now, of course, there's lots of online classes, but also going to in-person events and joining professional photography associations locally and in the state and nationally, going to conventions, signing up for things like a week-long class with a photographer, spending time in a small group like that. Those things continue to motivate, inspire, and educate me. And I'm hoping that, you know, that is something that you take the time. You're listening to this podcast, so I know you do something. (laughs) And thank you, by the way. All right. I guess number four would be try some new fun things. One of my friends posted a photograph that was using a Photoshop filter called Twirl. And even though I had a to-do list, it was really fun to say, okay, I'm just going to play a little bit. And I looked at different YouTubes. She sent me an action and I played and I posted on my Facebook and in some groups. And then with the link and all of a sudden some of my friends started playing with the twirl idea and I got to see other people's ideas. And, you know, it, it just, it was fun. Another thing that I did I've been getting more walks in because I can't go to the gym, which is another thing is, you know, getting some exercise is always helpful at times of when I'm feeling stuck. So when I was feeling pretty, pretty stuck, I just grabbed my iPhone. I love the new iPhone with the three lenses. And I walked around the neighborhood photographing beauty. So filling myself up with with some beauty always helps me feel fresher, feel like I'm going downstream, as well as, you know, taking time to enjoy life. And then I posted it and I feel like it also supported other people. So some of the things that I have found really help me when I'm trying to move the ball closer towards goals and get to goals is not to overwhelm myself with too many things, but to make a decision about what do I want to accomplish in the next 90 days, put the big picture, write out the step-by-step, and get up every morning and do a little something towards that. Sometimes it might end up being a big something. Like, you know, I've been thinking about doing this this episode, and this morning I woke up totally ready to do a a quick little outline, and then it blossomed into the whole class. So sometimes saying, I'm going to do a little bit of just a few things can make a big difference. For me, I get so many ideas all the time that having those pictures of, here's what I'm working on right now. In the beginning, I mentioned I'm working on the letting you all know about the special staycation price on my class, on my online course. 
And the next goal is letting people know about my 90 day, your best year ever, or what do we do now? (laughs) You know, there's come up with a bunch of titles, but right now my focus besides photography of how to promote, but my focus in my coaching business are those two things. And that helps me quiet that chatter of the million things I could be doing. So I want to tell you a little about a test that has rocked my world and helped me so much. First of all, understand how I've been able for 38 years to keep a business going and also to feel less like I'm not doing things the way I'm supposed to. And there's great big air quotes around supposed to. So it's called the Colby test, K-O-L-B-E. And it measures how we get things done. So it's not a personality test. It's not astrology. It's not the Enneagram. It's just our modus operandi or our MO. And there's four categories. And so when you take a test and you can go to, I think it's colby.com and you want to do the, just the simple, I think it's called the A test. It gives us a rating in four categories. Number one, research. Number two, planning. Number three, what they call quick start, which is ideas and energy to get going. And number four is the taking action. When you take the test, you'll have dominance in certain areas, and that will inform you about where you're strong and where you might need support because we're never going to become someone else. And so I have learned, and this is what changed me, is I'm high on what's called the quick start, which means I'm, I get so many ideas that they can overwhelm me. And at the same time, I don't have to have every detail mapped out step by step because I instinct works for me. The truth for me as a quick start is if, if I spend too much time getting every detail in place on something, I'll get bogged down and it won't get done. Now, other people function much better if they get everything in place. I know I'm a little, I'm lower on the execution, which means I need help in certain areas. And the thing I love about it is this test and understanding ourselves better is it isn't measuring places we need to improve. It's, it's a guide to how to, first of all, celebrate how we're wired and then work with it. And for me, and this really helped me last week because I'm in a, in a Facebook forum for quick starts, <laughs> somebody had posted, okay, how are we all doing in this particular situation that we're in, in April, 2020. And I remembered, oh yeah, this is why I feel so random. There's a term called between sixes and sevens that that I used the other day, and that's how I feel. And I researched, where did that come from? And between sixes and sevens actually is a term from like the 1300s. And you can Google that as kind of fun. Anyway, what what it like, oh, you know, the, the slap upside the head was like, oh, that's right. I need to set some deadlines for my goals. That's how a person like me gets things done. I was the editor of my yearbook. And if there were not goals, 
and dates. We had to get things done. They would never have gotten done, but I never missed a deadline because I kept focusing on the step-by-step things to reach that particular goal. And I'd love to hear if you take the test, I would be delighted to receive the email with your numbers and I can give you a little bit of info about what that means for you because I've been studying it's Kathy Colby is the woman that created this maybe 20 years ago or so so let's see am I at number like six maybe <laughs> I don't know is <sighs> something that I just remembered as I'll just take a notes to figure out what to share is it takes 21 days to make or break a habit so for me I have used that one of my issues is I'm a bonafide sugar addict. And I have gone through years where I ate basically no white sugar. And then I have a little and I fall off the wagon. And probably within 21 days, I've broken the habit that I had of no sugar. But when I'm ready to get back on it, the simple step of saying, I'm going to not have sugar for 21 days. And within five days, I you know, I'm over it again and I'm making better choices. I don't have a housekeeper right now. And so I'm creating 21 day habits of keeping my kitchen more clean and the, my own laundry put away and just some of those things that I haven't had to do as much habitually. My habit was to make sure things were ready once a week for, you know, complete super kitchen clean and get all my clothes neatly hung and all of those kinds of things. So I'm creating new habits that hopefully I'll continue. And anyway, so think about something that you might be feeling a little stuck, make your list of from difficult to easy, and then start with the one or two easy things and see if you can do them for 21 days, make that decision. And I often suggest to people that if they don't make the 21 days, they start over and it gets easier and easier. Now, another thing I've done, and I'm, it's, this is fun because I'm remembering all kinds of tools and answering my own question to myself about yeah, last week when I was like, how the heck have I stayed motivated for 38 years? So one of the things I've done that I would recommend you do right now is set a number of days and a number of things you're going to write down. So I'll just suggest this 14 days and 14 ideas every day. So getting a piece of paper, writing a number one to 14 and 14 ideas for how you can work on your business right now. So that if you're, if you're not able to officially work, you're setting yourself up so that you're hitting the ground running when we're, when we're back in gear. And there are a lot of things that we can keep doing. Wedding photographers, if you are one of the big marketing activities is charity events, you can be booking those for the next 12 months and also reaching out to uh, nonprofits who were not able to have their charity and see if there's some way you can support some fundraising actions right now with gift certificates for sessions. So uh, the 14 days, so here's the challenge, 14 days 
14 things. And they can be crazy ideas and you can repeat them. It's about opening your mind. Uh, One of the things that's so cool about being a coach right now is that my coaching clients and I are coming up with ideas together that just by thinking and talking and focusing, the little light bulbs are going off. Boom, 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 boom. So yeah, that's a tool that I've used when I've felt uh, super stuck. And of course, I mentioned already getting physical, just a walk or a stretch or a, you know, dance party by yourself or with a friend that is a way to get the energy flowing. So it's easier to feel motivated. There's a book called Grit. And there was a study that was done to figure out why some people succeed. And they looked at age, where they lived, ethnicity, environment, income level, you know, one or two parent homes, foster kids, or, you know, bit privileged, or they looked at everything. And what they found was that the number one aspect that everyone had was grit. My daddy called it stick-to-itiveness. So I'm knowing that each of you that are listening to this, you are someone that has grit, that, that gets it done, that gets up in the morning. You know, it, every day's different. One of my favorite books is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of the four agreements is always do your best. But when you read the rest of what that means in the book, he says, the best is different every day. And so giving yourself the kindness of knowing that you're doing your best under a current situation is one of the agreements that we need to make to ourselves. And I have to say that, you know, that voice in my head that isn't always kind to me, but we're going to have a little talk, she and I, after <laughs> after this. My dad always said DYB when I went to school, which means do your best. And because I'm a person that has a capacity to achieve a lot, which I didn't know, but, you know, and there are certainly more people that can achieve much bigger things than it's my nature. But I took that to mean that if I didn't do my best, I failed. And so I love the idea that our best is going to change from day to day and minute to minute. So I'd say being kind to ourselves, being easy on ourselves is, let's say, tip number seven or eight. (laughs) Journaling sometimes is really helpful. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday I woke up blue and feeling what some people I know, they call it defeated. You know, (laughs) that's a little bit of a a big word, but, and I got out my journal and I wrote out all of those things I was feeling and it didn't happen immediately, but shortly after that, I felt lighter. I had more ideas about what I wanted to do for the day. And I woke up today after, you know, yesterday being a little bit of a energy swing and a little bit of a sad day. I woke up today like ready to go. So anyway, being kinder with ourselves. Now, one other practical tip, and I really love David Allen. His program is called Getting Things Done. And he says every day, uh, you could write it out the night before or first thing in the morning, pick three things you're going to accomplish 
that are kind of in the must do each day and check them off. And they don't have to be like create world peace or, you know, it can be like for me when I was really low energy, maybe five, six days ago, what went on my list was vacuum and work on picking a name for this 90-day group that I'll be starting mid-May. And if you're in my email or you're on my Facebook, the Profitable Photographer dash Lucy Dumas page or my private group called The Profitable Photographer, you'll get to hear more about that. But just to, to work on picking a name. And then there was one other simple put the dishes in the dishwasher or something, something simple. And I felt accomplished at the end of the day. Now, other days, the list might be more momentous, but too long of a to-do list can bog us down. Another tool is a brain dump where you just write down everything you think you could or should or want to do and just like write it, write it, write it, get it all out. And sometimes just doing that helps me be less stuck and also be able to pick and stay focused on those couple of things. So that is just about everything I can squeeze out of my little brain right now. And uh, it just, being a human, <laughs> it's an interesting journey, isn't it? And being a human and self-employed entrepreneur with big dreams. Oh, that of one more, one more thing. But being, you know, being in this body with these brains and capacities and it's just everything. It is an interesting journey. And as you develop what is called the silent witness, where you are connected to that part of you that is always silently there watching what we're actually doing, that's a whole metaphysical, not metaphysical, but that's a whole other conversation. But as we're aware of what we're doing, as we're doing it, this journey gets even more interesting about being a human and about being an entrepreneur. And this whole conversation is falls under the heading to me of being an entrepreneur is one of the best spiritual growth, personal growth activities we can do. Because here we are, we don't necessarily have a job, at least in photography, that is predictable if we don't take action. And so at times of challenges, I know I've shared about my health issues, then through divorce and, you know, family losses and different things, through all of those to find a way to keep motivated and getting up every day and, and growing a business and sustaining a business. That's a high level personal growth, spiritual challenge. Call it an athletic move. And so I hope this helps and I hope all is well with you and yours. It's so lovely to be in a photography community because I find that we are people with huge hearts and that what we're doing in our photography is not about money, money, money. It's a calling. So that's the last thing I want to leave you with is when we get up every morning or as many mornings as we can, and remember our why, why we want to keep growing. If, if I had all the money in the world, I would still want to photograph. I would still 
want to do this podcast. In fact, I would do more episodes because I love it. I would still want to support people one-on-one and in groups and my courses for them to be more successful because I'm really passionate about the results of those actions. So focus on your passion and be kind to yourself and get support in whatever way you can and and keep the big picture in mind. Know that everything passes, whatever it might be in your situation today, and that growth happens rapidly at times of challenge. So that's it for now. Love you all. Please, please, please rate and review. And if this has been helpful, share this podcast with friends and go to Lucy Dumas Coaching to find out about the 397 special for my online course and all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, Toodles (laughs) as my favorite surfer girl from the, I guess it was the sixties would say, uh Oh, I'm aging myself. (laughs) Anyway, bye for now. Big old hugs. You have been listening to the Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.